Hello, everyone, and welcome to What Will We Watch? I am the Will in the title. And this episode, we are discussing Oliver and Company. Play the trailer. Coming exclusively to theaters for Christmas from Walt Disney Pictures. Picture the city, the crowds hustling, the traffic roaring, the hot dogs are sizzling. I love a story with food in it. It's all new. Disney's 27th full-length animated feature, Oliver a pussycat? and Company. Hey, it's an alien! Cool it, guys. It's just a cat. Yeah! Why should I The story of Oliver, a little furball, a New York City orphan who joins the Dodger, Fagan, and some of the most hilarious characters ever. Hey man, check it out! For a magical musical adventure featuring five brand new songs. Walt Disney Pictures presents Oliver and Company. This is torture. Chain me to the wall. <laughs> we are welcoming uh, some someone who's been incredibly helpful and a big part of this show from the start, Josh Polanco, uh, the man who created our theme songs. Josh, how are you doing? I am doing amazing. I'm doing great, man. How are you? I'm doing okay. Uh, I just came off a uh, keto diet for uh, a month, and I just ate my first carb this morning, and I feel pretty disgusting. Man, when you messaged me earlier about saying you had a weird week, I'm like, oh my god, is Will okay? Uh, I get what you mean. I see what you mean now. <laughs> was, there is a there is a lot of stuff uh, that was going on, but uh, but it's finally over. It's finally Yay. over. Yeah. Thank you for making our theme songs. You uh, you are a fantastic musician. You're a guitar player. And when I asked you to make us something. I was nervous you're gonna say no, and you're the first person I went to, and you said yes, and uh, and we got some terrific tunes out 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 <laughs> of it, and you gave me kind of exactly what I was looking for, but that I didn't know how to describe. I'm glad I'm glad you like enjoyed it. I'm glad you asked me to do it. Like I was kind of like just playing guitar. Like I, I write a lot of music. Um, not all of them are like great or finished. <laughs> so when you were like, Hey, write me something I'm like, Oh, this is a perfect opportunity to actually like write something and finish it. Yeah. And, uh, I'm so appreciative of it. And I found you over your Instagram. Um, well, we know each other in real life and we went to film school together and, uh, we've hung out a lot, but I thought of you for doing it because of your Instagram. Cause you do these really cool. What, what, what would you call it? I mean, they're like guitar covers, but they're like, you know, like, uh, <laughs> I don't know, like, what I would call them. They're little guitar videos with, like, little uh, editing fun. Yeah, you're, uh, also, uh, you're also a film editor, so uh, so you actually kind of bring both ex, 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 expertise to it, and you make them really fun to watch. Yeah, I, I think that's where that kind of came from, actually, because, like, I do, like, video editing for, for a job, and um, I think inherently one, once you start doing stuff for a job, you can lose, like, a little bit of the fun and magic to it. Yeah. So this was like a way to kind of just get some like creativity out there while also like um, keeping myself like uh, responsible for, or like accountable for like learning my guitar and like mm. practicing. So it was like a double duty sort of thing. Yeah. It's like when you uh, start work working out and you're like, I'm going to post a photo on my Instagram story every day so that I so that people uh, keep me responsible for posting a photo of me working out every day. It's like that, but like playing, yeah, yeah, it's playing like that. guitar. <laughs> yeah, like like that. But I hope that this is 
more enjoyable. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 less self-serving. I really enjoyed it, and yeah. thanks and thankful uh, thankful for the theme songs. I I'm I love them so much. Um, all right, let's get into uh, kind of your relationship to TV and movies. You're an editor. What are what do what does television and movies mean to you? It, it's, it's it's like I was thinking about this question, and um, the the funny thing is, is like. Uh, half the time, like um, Michael, like my boyfriend, he'll be like, "Hey, can we watch this movie? Can we watch this movie?" And I'll just be like, "I don't know. Oh, I just know. relax and just not like, because like as a video editor, you're watching so many things and you're like, it, it takes like a lot to like just like just watch like a uh, footage and cut it together. And when I'm like trying to relax, <laughs> like I want to do something, you know. So like I I don't like watching TV shows all that often or like watching movies sometimes. That yeah. being said, I, I am a lot more selective with the things that I watch now. Um, and, like, I think I've always been, like, my relationship with movies and TV, like, as a kid growing up, um, I think I only had, like, five VHS movies. What were they? I, this is, like, one of my favorite things is hearing, like, what this small collection would be. Yeah, right? <laughs> so, like, um, yeah, Oliver and Company. <laughs> we're back. We're back. Oh, is that the dinosaur movie? That is the dinosaur movie. Yeah, that's an uh, Amblination one. That's like the one that, that, yeah, it was one of the five that they made and then they went out of business. <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah. Uh, it was just me who bought the movie, I guess. <laughs> uh, I had two episodes of Digimon on like one VHS. Oh, cool. Um, which I would watch on repeat. Like I never watched like episode three until maybe like five years ago. I had that um, for uh, for DuckTales. I had one VHS with two episodes of DuckTales. Oh, it's so painful. <laughs> <laughs> just, like, watch it on repeat. I don't know why I would watch so many things as a kid. Um, you're like, like, maybe it'll change. I had uh, Star Wars, The Phantom Menace. The best which, uh... one. <laughs> That's a really good VHS. <laughs> you know what? I, as a kid, I would just, like, fast forward to um, the pod racing scene. Dude, the pod racing one is so sick. I don't know why people don't like it. People really <laughs> hate that. <laughs> it's like the just, best scene in the entire it's so cool yeah it's so much fun that thing like sparks my imagination every time is like i want to watch a movie just about like greasers set on this planet oh yeah that's uh the, the, all the alien characters too are just like like i'm a big fan of sebulba and they're like insults that they throw back at each other with like <laughs> yeah. him and anakin and stuff um so i would just watch the yeah i would just watch the pod racing scene get to the end and be like, that's the movie. Yeah. <laughs> I've never watched the rest of it. I hate the rest of the movie as a kid. I was just like, this is boring. And I would just not watch it. It's such a weird movie. It's yeah. like, it's not great. And the other ones aren't great, but that, that pod racing scene is so much fun. It's just, a, I mean, I, I, I don't know if it's a great scene or if it's a terrible scene, but it's a fun scene. I think we, I think that's fair to say. I think yeah. it's, it's a fun scene. All right. What's, um, what's the other one? Let's get off star Wars. We're talking about Oliver and company. Yeah, <laughs> and and yeah, I had, the last one I had was Pokemon, but uh, yeah, those were like my five movies. So solid, um, solid so selection. The, the the thing with like having a limited selection of movies um, is that you just put them on repeat. Like mm -hmm. you're like, all right, like let's rewind the VHS and just throw it back in, I guess. <laughs> yeah. So like Oliver and Company was like this film that's always kind of like it was like on my shelf a lot, and as I grew like older and older, I just kind of forgot about it. Mm -hmm. But I just like had like this fond memory of like this sort of a uh, the scrappy cat and this cool ass dog 
And I never like revisited um, for like for well until like yesterday when I watched it again. But I think the last time I watched it must have been like 15, maybe 20 years. Whoa, that might be the longest uh, one of the longest absences for a for a guest. I'm trying to figure out what what word that would be. Yeah. um, And like the, the thing that really stood out to me, like. Because, like, after that long, you kind of forget the entire movie. Mm-hmm. And you just have this sort of, like, vague memory of, like, everything. Um, so, like, the thing that really stood out to me was, like, the intro. Because I, I remember the intro being, like, really, really sad. And, like, I would, like, show, like, my friends. They're like, oh, like, this movie I watched as a kid has, like, the saddest intro. And they'd be like, wow, yeah, that's kind of a bummer and stuff. Um, so, <laughs> but, like, I would just hold on to that memory. Like, that that intro for me is like what kept the movie like um fresh. like as a quality. Yeah, fresh and as like I would hold it to that, like that high you know a high regard like um yeah, that's, that's like me and I Iron Giant. Is it him being adopted by the or like all of his brothers and sisters being adopted? Yeah, yeah, like like they all get adopted and he's just there and then this whole sad sequence plays out and you're just like oh, this poor cat. <laughs> And so as a kid, is that like the one scene that stuck out to you? Yeah, because like, um, I, I think up, 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 like if you look at those other films that I like listed, mm-hmm. um, they're in terms of like what kind of like emotion they evoke for, like out of you. It's not nothing really. Yeah. Um, like you kind of just watch them for entertainment. But this was like the only movie that I had that was kind of sad, mm-hmm. you know, or like it wasn't always like um it wasn't like a perfect movie, you know, like things went wrong a lot. Yeah. And this intro specifically was just something that I, I don't know as a kid, I was a very like, uh, I'm not, I wasn't like an emotional kid, but I was like, what's that expression? You wear your heart on your sleeve, right? Yeah. You were like, uh, kind of open. You, you were, yeah. yeah. Soft. So <laughs> I was a soft, I was a soft boy. Yeah. I was a very soft boy. I was a very soft boy. <laughs> and yeah, there's other films like, just didn't invoke anything out of me. But this one, I think the fact that like that intro resonates with me. Like, I, I don't remember like being a kid and watching this film and like remembering exactly what I felt, mm-hmm. but I would always remember that intro. Do you see any now looking back as, as an adult, do you see any, like maybe something that was happening in your childhood that connects you with, with Oliver or something that, that like you might've felt uh, a connection with? I think maybe in some way, because Oliver is kind of like this kind of like on his own. And I like as a kid, I mean, as a kid, I wasn't really like on my own, but um, I don't know. Like we were just like a normal family. Um, we weren't like rich or anything. We were probably like like we didn't live in the, like the greatest neighborhood. We had stuff from us like stolen pretty regularly. <laughs> yeah. So maybe so you're maybe living that... in this gritty. <laughs> This gritty like, New York. Yeah, like it wasn't. It wasn't like yeah, we weren't like living in New York, but maybe maybe that was like part of it. It's like, um, like it, it's like Oliver Twist, right? Like, yeah. it, I don't think that's like a, a a spoiler about the film or anything, but it's like it's got themes of being like poor and like rich and all that, and I think there's like a this idea of like moving upwards, you know? Mm-hmm. And I I think maybe as a kid, it's like you want like ideally nice things. Yeah. <laughs> You want to be taken care of, and I guess that you know, and be like cozy and have you know, someone to like really like care about you. And yeah, you like you don't feel safe in your own house. 
anymore when that when that 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 happens yeah it's um yeah like the neighborhood that i grew up in was just it, it's like there's there's like just blank spaces in my memory just because i'm not like really good at like memorizing things i have a terrible memory but like every once in a while i'll just ask my parents like stuff about like childhood and things like that and <laughs> there was like this one time where like apparently our neighbor like uh god this is dark just like went to our door and started like banging on it and stuff and i think like out of help and stuff and i just don't remember it that seems like that would be a big like a big moment <laughs> yeah <laughs> no dude yeah i have i have like massive blank spots in in my childhood um i think that's kind of common yeah uh, i also like a very interesting thing that i was like when I was watching this film and I was like thinking about it, this film kind of exists in that time um, before like technology and like this sort of like innocent time yeah. in my childhood where I was like a completely different person living in a completely different world. Right. Like that intro has uh, the twin towers in it. And it's just, I was really surprised. Yeah. Apparently um, what, like Disney tried to like remove the twin towers from like uh, any scenes of like New York, but with this film, they decided to keep it in, not out of like pride or any sort of moral standing. It was just laziness. They're just like, <laughs> it would cost too much. Yeah, you know, yeah. Basically, because the film's like hand drawn and stuff, and it was like, well, it's already out on VHS. Mm-hmm. And we we can't like we can't take that back. So like, what is the point? And in the end, I think everyone was just kind of happy uh, to have them in there because it's like it, it's New York before that shift in the world, you know? I think it's 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 aged better because of, of it. There's this really fantastic movie that I love called The Wackness. It takes place in like 1994 and the last shot is of the New York skyline and you see the twin towers. And they obviously CG'd them in cuz this movie was made in like 2006 or 7. Right. Um but the director was like, "I that was a really important shot to me was seeing those twin towers," and I think, um, I think a lot of people looking back and when they watch this movie, there is a, uh, it kind of locks this movie into a certain place in his in his history, and it also feels like that era in New York, like it yeah. feels very eighty eight, like it feels like almost Patrick Bateman is like walking around. <laughs> <laughs> like it feels very like 80s yuppiness yeah like it seems like a little like it's new york so it's not like too innocent but at the same time there's this sort of like innocence yeah but it's also <laughs> such a dirty movie dude like it feels like one of my notes is uh when we get into it like one of my notes is like it feels like batman should be in this movie <laughs> like when it's raining and they're in like a back alley where there's like pit bulls barking at them with gouged out eyes it feels like batman should be like leaping over a rooftop that's funny that you mentioned that because i had a very specific thought about that scene like i was watching this with michael last night yeah and i'm like something about the water just looks very delicious to me gorgeous dude the water's gorgeous i think it's, it's cg uh this is one of the first movies that uh that like incorporated cg throughout it yeah it had some computer animated scenes yeah like i think it's, i think it's like 15, I, th- I think it's called yeah. computer assisted an 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 animation i think and, you're right um, and a lot of the backgrounds were like hand-drawn which is gorgeous because it looks like watercolors 
Yeah. But um, I really do think that that helped this movie look especially incredible because it's like a very visually appealing movie, which is surprising for what it is. Yeah, it's funny that you mentioned the animation because like um, I, I, I find it incredibly charming and at the same time, almost terrible. Yeah, it looks like almost like a like a pan like the first couple scenes look like a pamphlet you would get in in school. Yeah. Like it looks like like all the people look too weird and then the animation changes when Oliver goes into like the CD on underbelly. Yeah, like so, some some of it like looks like concept art for like old video games and some of it's like it's like hand drawn and you can tell and there's that it's very charming and stuff. Yeah. And like I was watching this movie with Michael and afterwards i'm like what do you think of the animation and stuff i'm like something about it seems like it seems okay i think and he's like it's awful what are you talking about (laughs) i'm like what do you mean like i I think it looks fine and so he put on um snow white and the seven dwarfs and then he put on then he put on lady in the tramp and he's like just watch this and i'm like oh my god yeah it's not it's not good i don't think it's very very good i think it's um i think those two movies are like I think Lady and the Tramp is a good comparison to it. Snow White is like far, far it, in the past. Um, so like yeah, that, that Lady, <laughs> Lady, Lady and the Tramp I think was eighty one, right? Uh I believe so. And I think that had some, uh, some computer assistance. And like it takes place in the city too, right? Mm-hmm. So I, th- I I felt like it was like a like app comparison. But yeah, there like, are sorry yeah, with like. Uh, Michael wanted to show uh, Snow White because he's like, this is like the first film they did that was like animated. And look how much better it looks. I'm like, oh, you're being mean now. (laughs) Oh, like that one is there's so much more heart in it. And it's such like a more beautifully um, it's such a more beautifully crafted movie where you can sense like like artistry. This one feels a bit more like a product, but it also has like a weird perspective. Like the the characters who they choose to show look like grotesque human beings. <laughs> but like it is a really gorgeous, like I personally really like the art in it. Cause it's like That's... a nice watercolor backgrounds. Like there's a certain charm to it. Um that I also really enjoy. Like it's kind of like uh it's yeah it's kind of dirty but it's sort of like watercolory and I, when you compare it to like old disney films you're like okay yeah the quality isn't as good but this has like a totally different art style than say like uh um lady in the tramp yeah yeah it um i think that was on purpose because they oh, wanted yeah. to make it feel a lot more like a real world so that's why they if you watch the movie they've incorporated like tons of brands and logos Oh, yeah. And it's not for, like, product placement. It's just to make you feel like this is a more real-world story, Um, which is interesting because it's about, like, (laughs) a dude that, like, on on the surface, if you look at it from, like, a wider point of view, it's about a dude that owes money to a loan shark, and he gets dogs to, like, gets dogs to go hunting for him (laughs) to get money for him. A very classic New York story. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I was was checking some research on this, actually. And Mm -hmm. apparently this was like, um, I think it was the first film or like Disney has um, 
I didn't know about this. I, I like I didn't really look too much into it, but there's like these nine old men that like mm-hmm. animated a lot of like older Disney films. Yeah, and they didn't do this one. No, this was this, like this is like, like a... wel- welcoming in the like new school. Yeah, and I wonder if like maybe that's like why it's it feels so different than some of the older Disney films. Maybe that's a good idea. I mean, that's like that's a very good point. Um, the characters look a lot less classic. Yeah, right? Yeah. They look a lot more like uh comic booky. Yeah, and like drawn like a little more quickly. Yeah. Very interesting. I think I think that that's true. I think they also this is the last movie to use cell on cell and 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 animation, the last Disney movie. It was and it I was. think they I looked it up. Yeah. They like introduced a lot of new uh a lot of new processes that they would use moving forward um and uh yeah want to jump into the hist 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 history yeah um does this film really have much history though like i was trying to look into it and there isn't too much going on um not a lot yeah but i uh, mean yeah we kind of talked about like how like this is the last uh cell animation film that they did and um it's it's very interesting it's like it's a charming sort of way to animate a film and it's kind of sad that like they don't do that anymore it's all like 3d animation now yeah um but at the same time it's like if this is the last cell animation film it's not like the greatest (laughs) send-off well no this isn't the last one this is the last disney one yeah oh yeah that's what i mean (laughs) yeah (laughs) um yeah you know you could you could say because there's cgi in it maybe there is an earlier one that was a true cell by cell one Oh, like a hundred percent cell animation. Yeah, but this, by this, this time, you know, it was. Uh, th- th- I believe they were still like farming out animation work to oh, yeah. uh, to like not specific artists. Um, so yeah, uh, nineteen eighty four, uh, Michael Eisner, uh, becomes the CEO at Disney, and oh. uh, yeah, which is pretty big. Uh, he's kind of responsible for a lot of the movies that we've covered on the show so far and kind of where Disney went um, into the 80s. Like the whole Disney renaissance in the 90s starts with this movie, which is gr- really interesting. Cause like, age, yeah, this this film seems to kind of bookend like, a bunch of weird kind of iconic moments in like in Disney's history yeah while also being kind of an insignificant movie it's a very it's a short movie it's about an hour and like 14 minutes it's um no one really talks about it it's not monumental in any other way than like the old guard leaves and in comes this new wave you're you're exactly right like as a kid, you don't you don't know that history. You just watch the movie and you just enjoy it. Um, and then like later, you look up the history and you're like, it, it almost feels like insulting to be like, what do you mean? My favorite movie was like basically forgotten by all of civilization. <laughs> what do you mean it was completely insignificant? <laughs> yeah, we talked like it is this movie like when hit you, me so hard as a kid. <laughs> when you told me about it, I I'd never heard about it. Um, and then when I looked it up, I was like, oh, it's the, it's, it's the dog with the sausages. It's that movie. Yeah. It's a dog with the sausages and the sunglasses. (laughs) Yeah, dude. The coolest dog, dude. Artful Dodger's so dope. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so then, 
Uh, one of his first things that he did was he held a pitch meeting for all the animators to come and uh, and just do open pitches. It was called the Gong Show. And uh, in that meeting, tons of ideas were like thrown out and I, uh, projects that were like movies that we now know were developed in that pitch meeting. Uh, the Little Mermaid. And then there's also another pitch for Treasure Island in Space, which went on to become Treasure Planet in 2002. Which is another movie that I've always wanted to watch, and I'm hoping someone brings it on this goddamn <laughs> podcast. Um, and then uh, a story artist named Pete Young he pitched Oliver Twist with dogs. That's that's crazy. And that's where that's really where this movie started was in that pitch meeting. Man, it's just like there were so many other like really great movies, like. I I know it sounds like I'm trash talking. Dude, Oliver it sounds like you so fucking much. hate Oliver and Company right now. Okay, I'm you know I'm just gonna come out and say it. Um, watching this movie, like I have so many thoughts. I have so many thoughts. I was kind of like, it, it's so weird when you like remember loving something as a kid that you kind of hold it in high regard, and then you think about it, yeah. and then you like revisit it, and you're like, oh my god, this this was just okay. That's a very common theme on this show. <laughs> um no i definitely let's just come up and say it this movie uh is not is not entirely entertaining it like until it the these... last fucking 12 minutes the last 12 minutes are yeah. sick it, it's so weird how like like yeah the movie's insignificant in like history but like when you actually watch it it's got like some you know it's got some moments but they're all like kind of classic tropes yeah, and like, I don't know, like, the music isn't entirely um, evoking. Like, it's really, I mentioned Patrick Bateman. It's kind of represents what I felt about 80s music until Patrick Bateman showed me how to love it. Is like, <laughs> there's a lot of, there's a soulless quality to a lot of 80s pop, especially like Huey Lewis. And the movie opens with Huey Lewis. And oh, so, you don't like that song? I like it, but that's because I like the the soullessness of Huey Lewis. <laughs> uh, but like, it's interesting because, um, yeah, like the 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 majority of the movie, you're not really caring about much. Like, it kind of feels like Cats in a way, where you're just like being introduced to new dogs with new personalities, and that's really what the movie is for so much of it until the the kidnapping idea comes into play. Yeah, like there's some sort of like hardcore scenes. Um, I don't know if you want to go into them now. I think we should like just wait until we start talking about the yeah, movie. Yeah. But um But yeah, let's just come and say yeah. it. What's your overall opinion on this movie now? I was very whelmed, I guess. Me like too. um I was heavily whelmed. It was like I don't know, I felt like I was just having like a some mayonnaise or something. Like <laughs> This is <laughs> this is a real uh sugarless Cheerios movie, you know? Yeah, like it's it's inoffensive. It's not terrible. I'm gonna say no. that there are far worse movies, far worse movies that I loved more as a kid, actually, um, in different ways. Like, I, yeah. I love Pokemon the movie, but that is a terrible film. The movie sucks. It's as someone who didn't so like it as a kid, it it sucked. And like, yeah, as an adult, you're gonna hate it even more <laughs> when someone brings it on. When Fraser yeah. brings it on, <laughs> I was so close to picking it, but like, um. Like, I wanted to pick a film that I hadn't seen in a long time. And I watched, like, I, that movie's just so fresh in my mind that I it just, if, it wouldn't be fair. It wouldn't be fair to have, like, 
I think this is a fun in. movie to discuss. I think I I I really love movie. I I really love bursting people's bubbles about their childhood. Like my favorite thing is removing the the nostalgic lens or yeah. fil- filter and actually remembering your childhood or remembering um moments and memories without that filter. With this film though, like I feel like it's almost like the significance of insignificance, you know? Like yeah. this film is so boring and it's okay as a kid like you can watch it and there's some like again as a kid you enjoy the songs for what they are Mm -hmm. but there's something weird about like how a film so like okay can just like resonate with you you know (laughs) yeah well it's one of those things where you're like oh i was held i was held prisoner with this yeah (laughs) i i loved it because i i was i was incarcerated yeah Um, i only have five films (laughs) and yeah all right um can i tell you about uh two alternative versions of this movie oh i I think i might know one of them but yes so uh the original take was a little dark or much darker uh the earlier concepts were one oliver's parents are eaten alive by sykes dogs and oliver sets out on (laughs) revet sets out to get revenge i heard about that one i was like oh my god yes that's a way better idea. Let's do it. I was watching it and I was like, this is like, this would be amazing. A revenge story with a little kitten. <laughs> when oh. we get to 2020 remakes, I'm pretty sure this is going to make a comeback. <laughs> um, and then the other one is instead of holding Oliver for ransom, Fagin was going to steal a panda from the zoo. Yeah. Which like. I want to watch that. Oh my gosh! When we go into the 2020 remake, um, I'm not going to talk about it just yet. But like, like I was having this discussion with Michael, and we we're just like, "How could we make this film better and stuff?" And then we came up with an idea. And then we read that, and we're like, oh, "They thought they have the same thoughts that we did." It's it's a little bit different, but we're we as were, smart. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I felt I felt validated. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so then uh, casting. Disney uh, relies on the personalities behind their characters to to really sell a movie. If you think about Disney, all it's mostly characters that you remember over, over plot. Um, so they knew they had to get some really big star power to compete with Universal's Land 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 Before Time. Were you a Land Before Time kid? I wasn't. I kind of was. Like I, I remember like um, Littlefoot's. Is it mom? Littlefoot's mom dying and then being like, whoa. Shit. Shit got Shit. real. <laughs> yeah, like, oh my god. Uh, yeah, apparently they've made like 25 of those movies or something. There's so many. Uh, Even they, as a kid, there were so many. They cast Billy Joel as the Artful Dodger, Bette Midler as Georgette, Joey Lawrence as Oliver, and my favorite, Cheech Marin as Tito, <laughs> uh, who I'm pretty sure he like he steals this entire movie. Cheech uh, kills it. If 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 uh, if you're unaware of who Cheech is, he was a uh, he was in a comedy duo called Cheech and Chong with Tommy Chong, about two stoners in in like L.A. and it's uh they're fantastic. Go watch them. Up in Smoke is a great movie, and I love that Disney has this relationship with Cheech where he's in like he's in Coco, he's he's in all these movies, but he has this <laughs> really uh, subversive kind of 
uh, alternate lifestyle or alternative lifestyle that uh, does not blend with the Disney brand. <laughs> that's, that's a very polite way of putting it. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, the movie was released November 18th, 1988, and it outgrossed Land Before Time, earning over $100 million in its initial release. And uh, it's responsible for the Renaissance in the 90s. And which is interesting that you had the VHS. It wasn't released on VHS until 1996. I know, right? Like, I, so I was like, I, I remember just growing up and this movie just sort of like always existing on the shelf. I'm like, whoa, it must have been how long has that been there? I wonder, Wake, when do you think you first watched it? Probably like when I was four, five, six. So like 98? Yeah, probably. Interesting. So it must have come out and then like maybe you got it for Christmas or something. I think like maybe like when I was born, my parents like bought it. Mm. Um, and like because I would have been two when the movie came out. So they probably like bought it because we're like they're like, oh, we need like some movies for them to watch. Yeah, this kid's fucking annoying. We need to put them in front of a screen. <laughs> oh, does that not, dog? Not far off of my actual parents. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you want to hop into, into the movie? Uh, yeah, let's do it. Let's hop into the movie. All right, so we open on Fifth Avenue. There's a box of kittens on the corner, uh, and they're slowly getting adopted one by one. And uh, Oliver does not get adopted. Oliver's easily the cutest out of all of them, but for some weird no, reason... He's like, he's the fucking ugliest cat there. What are you talking about? <laughs> what are you what are, what are are you talking about? Have you ever seen like, an I, ugly cat? So, like, okay, you're telling me there's, like, okay, how many cats were there? Like, eight or something? Yeah, there's a litter. I'm gonna say there's, there's like There's, eight. like, a litter of them, and there's, like, this whole crowd, and they're just, like, stealing cats left and right. <laughs> no one actually pays for, like, the cat. No, what is it? Like, $5 a cat? And people are like, fuck like, that. Yeah, and then so they all take a cat, and then what? They don't like this last cat for what reason? I can't figure it out. <laughs> it must have been because he's ugly. <laughs> you mean in in the world? You mean we we see him through like a rose rose covered glasses because we have to? Yeah. <laughs> I just can't understand why he doesn't get picked. He doesn't. It's not like he like he doesn't have any like scars or you know like typical like. You know, like, I'm not saying they're, like, bad reasons to not, like, adopt the cat, but they're, like, <laughs> shallow reasons. Like, no, there's no shallow reason to not adopt this cat. Yeah, you're putting it on the people in New York and not <laughs> Oliver for any natural, <laughs> for any deformations that he might they have. They must just think he's ugly or something. <laughs> <laughs> I know, it's so confusing why he's not adopted, but any, but uh, uh, a storm comes, his box gets washed away, and Oliver... Um, Oliver ventures out and gets lost in the whirlwind of the city. And this is like the dirtiest New York I think I've ever seen in a Disney movie. Yeah, it's very, uh, <laughs> it's very real. Very like, it's like on the ground, you know, like I kind of like that. Like you don't really see, uh, these like sort of high shots. It's all like from Oliver's perspective. Yeah. I think that was a big thing when, uh, when they were getting ready to animate it, they, they went out and they took a bunch of photos of New York, like two feet off the ground. Wow. So you got to see all this garbage, all these like filthy streets and how <laughs> high the buildings look and how like intimidating every, 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 everything is. It's a really interesting choice that I, that I absolutely love. Mm-hmm. It's um, I really think it puts you in the world of this little cat, mm-hmm. and it's also like an interesting way to see New York. 
from like way yeah like from the like gross streets it's so filthy it's such like i mean it about batman like i can imagine uh the new matt reeves batman <laughs> with like <laughs> robert pattinson swooping in and like walking phoenix's joker like walking down the set of stairs right behind all all of her i would just love to see like batman swoop in like to pick up oliver and he's like Ugh, gross kitten and he just like throws it out on the street yeah and then fucking beats the <laughs> shit out of fagan <laughs> you're trying to steal a radio <laughs> um, <laughs> um so oliver he uh you know he's he's lost he's hungry he uh, gets in an argument with a hot dog vendor which right when you see that hot dog vendor you're like what is this movie <laughs> Like, why couldn't he just been like a regular guy? He had to be like. He looks like. <laughs> what is he? He looks like he's drawn out of like Mad Magazine. <laughs> like, just like the most grotesque human being ever. Like it's like a ch- character. It's it's so like almost offensive. You yeah, know? yeah. Like, to, to like hot dog vendors. Hot dog, yeah, hot dog vendors. And uh, he like scares Oliver off. And then Oliver runs into, like, the coolest dog in all of New York. I don't understand how a dog... Like, just a simple dog with a scarf. Oh, my God. <sighs> this thing does wonders for dogs and scarves. <laughs> um, Artful Dodger. Uh, you know, gets his name from the character from Oliver Twist. I guess, I guess everyone gets their name from from uh, every they'll... character. They changed a few names. Um uh, I think like Roscoe and DeSoto, oh, yeah. their names got changed because they're like streets on New York. But I think that's, I mean, that's very minor. They're not like big characters anyways. No. But, uh, and I'm sure, I'm sure there isn't like a Tito in the original. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be I'm not familiar with all their twists, but I'm pretty sure. There's a... <laughs> he was like, uh, I, got... <laughs> I went swimming and I wound up here. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my god! I would love to see that. That'd be a great version. Um, <laughs> but anyways, Arvel Dodger is so cool. He has sunglasses. He's doing a song that's so good that like every dog in Manhattan dances with him. Oh man, is is that the the street Savo Fair song? Uh, is that when that place, or is that afterwards? I think it's Why Should I Worry. Yeah, it's sung by Billy Joel. It's probably the best song in the movie. Yeah, we can run through them later, but uh, I really do think it takes it. I got another one to contest it, but uh, but Billy Joel, are you a Billy Joel fan? No, me neither. Well, I I mean, I don't mean like I dislike him. I just am. It's just kind of off my radar, you know. Yeah, I don't have a relationship to him, but I know a lot of Gen Xers. He was a big deal. Yeah. 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 He's got like that kind of star power name as well. Especially like New York Gen Xers. I like, and in, in this movie, I just, I, I have thoughts about yeah. Billy Joel in this movie. What are you thinking? This I, is the only movie he should ever act in. So apparently he did this movie because he just had a daughter and he wanted to do a movie for her to like enjoy. Yeah. Um, but I hate him in this movie. <laughs> apparently they wanted him because like they're like he has to have charisma and he has to be like a suave guy and i was like oh they just needed him to do the song (laughs) 
<laughs> like they could have gotten Bruce Willis no problem. Oh yeah, like that would have been way better too. Like he has like if you had to like imagine like a cool guy voice in your head, that's what like Billy Joel sounds like. Hey man, how's it going, brother? Yeah. Just gonna pull out a couple of schemes. Like no one talks like that. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of the opposite of uh Lady Gaga in A Star is Born. <laughs> Where you're like, oh, they really didn't knock this one out of the park. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of well, those yeah, really, I, that's how I imagined it would sound. <laughs> I, so, yeah, I just kind of think, like, on, on, like, Billy Joel's acting career, this was fine. Yeah, this is he a good... Need to, he doesn't need to go anymore. <laughs> his, his daughter got a movie. And that's that's it. That's it. Um, But, yeah, he uh, they, like... Arthur Dodger convinces Oliver into uh, distracting the hot dog vendor while he steals some sausages. And uh, and then Oliver follows Dodger into uh, this, like, houseboat. It's, yeah, a, it's like a weird boat that's just been, like, docked at the pier. And left. Just, yeah, and there's just a bunch of other dogs chilling there. Yeah. And they're all just kind of, like, uh, they're doing that thing where they, like, just exposition, like, introducing themselves. You know, <laughs> where like Francis. all of all of their character conflicts like rise up in this one minute and a half moment. Yeah, I I am a big fan of uh, the Dodger crew. Actually, I, really? I like the Dodger. They're they're like my favorite characters in this movie. Who, um, who do you think you'd that, be? Uh, I would be Francis. Yeah, easily. Yeah, I would be the guy like watching TV and. Pretending like I'm better than all this. Me too. <laughs> you know? Me too. Solid, solid move. I, I, I was like, Francis, I, I hate to admit it. <laughs> I, I, I don't know if I hate to admit it. I feel like it's just like, ain't that the truth? But, you know? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he's watching TV. That's where I would be doing. You know who's the most forgettable though is Einstein. Dude, like, Einstein that, sucks. Right? Uh, he's. I wanted something bigger from him. Like I wanted him to be either. Soup like incredibly dumb on the surface, and then figure out how to save Jenny or Penny or whatever her yeah. her, her her name is. Or like, I wanted him to to like have a deeper moment than rather just being like a a bozo. Like his name is Einstein. Like that's obviously it's ironic now because like he doesn't actually do anything. Yeah. Other than run into things and that's it i guess yeah like he doesn't even help with anything I, and i was just thinking like doesn't he does, when they does he ever does he talk to oliver at all he must i don't know but when they are stealing like when they're doing their heist when when we see this like oceans 11 crew <laughs> in action all he does is just run head first into a into a car <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so that Francis can lay down and pretend that he got hit. But Einstein's yeah. one job is to just get hit by a car. Just to, like, run into the side of the car and be, like, I guess be okay and then run away. Yeah, he's, like, the stuntman of this crew. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, the short end of the stick there. Yeah. Uh, it's so funny. It's such, like, a weird character. And it kind of seems like he's only there for comedic relief, which he is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like the the big characters in the Dodger crew, it's like it's Tito and Francis, and like Francis is like basically uh, Fraser from Fraser. He's Dude, basically Kelsey Grammer. I thought it was Kelsey Grammer doing the voice. 
<laughs> I was so excited. I love Frazier. It's it would have been amazing if it was him. It, yeah, and honestly, when like we're getting to like recasting and stuff, I I really thought hmm, I feel like why not just get the guy himself, just get Fraser to do it. Yeah. <laughs> but I and know. then and then, and then we've got Tito played by like Cheech Marin and uh, he he's killing it. I don't know. I I, I got so exhausted by what Tito, are you talking so. about? I was like, this guy is too much. Oh, he is. He's way too much. But that's the character. I'm I'm definitely like. This is where I feel like I'm like Francis because I'm there with him, totally exhausted by Tito. <laughs> this guy is too much. He needs to chill out. He needs to say my name right. <laughs> just it's saying, not Frank. It's not Frankie. Just saying, Francis. just like Joshua, and you're like, that's nowhere close near my name. <laughs> so that's not my name. And then there's Rita, and Rita like doesn't really have any personality between besides being like seductive, I guess. Like. Like semi seductive, which because like the other dogs are like, why are you here? And like she see, you know, if this was any other movie, it's like she would have a thing with Dodger. Yeah, I think she does. I feel like that's implied. She's like they, you know, they get together when they're lonely. I feel like you're (laughs) you're totally right. Like off screen, they're they're definitely just going at it. (laughs) Just going at <laughs> it's like, like what's his name? So okay, so then we meet Fragen. Fragen's their owner, and but I imagine when Fragen's sleeping and like oh, all the other Fagan. dogs are are sleeping, it's just Rita and Dodger, <laughs> <laughs> and that's the lonely life that Fagen lives. Uh, um, but yeah, so Fagan. we we we're introduced to Fagen. He's like a super ugly pickpocket. And uh, and they all welcome Oliver to the crew. Kind of. It's kind of a sweet scene. Yeah, like when he shows up, like he's kind of like he's he's bumbling, and he's like he's got this weird energy where he looks like he's gonna fall at any moment. Yeah, he's like a lovable buffoon who you are like worried for him. You're just worried for him because he's got like a kind heart. He's got all these dogs that he really cares about, and he's nice, you know. Yeah, but also like an idiot. Oh yeah, like, like a lovely. Yeah. He's going around being like, "Oh, well, let's see what you guys got for me today." Oh my and god! And he like he's relying. That's a good Fagan impression. Thank you. <laughs> he's he's. I was in front of the mirror. <laughs> I didn't do that. He's like relying on four dogs to go out and get him valuables to pay back a terrifying loan shark. Like, and he's out doing nothing else, and he's like, "You dogs didn't get me money." <laughs> You dogs got me a leather wallet and some junk. Like, I'm not sure if he is nice now when you put it that way, you know, like, hey, Fagan, maybe you could be like working or like helping yeah. in some way. Like, like what is what he are do? you doing? <laughs> I want to know. He's relying only on these dogs to get him. He stuff. Like, goes to the city, throws the dogs out and just goes back home. <laughs> yeah, he just goes to Fresh Slice. <laughs> just hangs out. Um, so then we're introduced to uh sykes um his dobermans run in interrupt their evening and uh turns out that fagan owes a lot of money to a loan shark sykes and sykes gives fagan three days to pay him back he does it in like a really weird way where he's like three sunrises three sunsets which 
three days. To me, reads nine days. Yeah, he's like nine days. Like, what are you talking about? Oh, terrific! Why not? Why not just say three days? Why are you gonna be so weird about this? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I love. Like, I really do think he's a he's a really fun animated like. I think they had a lot of fun ana- animating him to make him intimidating. Oh yeah, he's got that. It's like kind of kingpin vibe you know like he's just like huge and just like deep baritone voice and he's got like you know he's got the rich things i like i kind of enjoy that in an evil villain where they have like nice stuff and they're just like weirdly strong (laughs) and the fact that his car is like such it stands out from everything else especially because of the computer and the computer assisted animation with his car it feels like it doesn't belong in this world, and it feels so much more imposing. Yeah, it's like it's one of the few like three D kind of things happening in the film. Yeah, it, it it's really jarring, but like, yeah, it makes it more like pointier too. You know, it's just kind of like this box object. <laughs> yeah, like it's also like huge. And when he rolls down the window, there's that great bit about the cars parked too close to the edge, and yeah. so Fagin has to like scoot on the on the ledge of the dock and then <laughs> hold on to the win win windowsill and it just like it's oh it's he's in like he's in Sykes hands completely. Yeah, it's a really like again, uh the movie itself is pretty mediocre, but there's some like kind of standout scenes and standout like moments and I, I really enjoyed that little scene where he's just like dancing all over the place, just trying to stay on the ledge and stuff. He's pulling like the the, the side mirror and, and stuff. it snaps off, and you're like, off. "Dude, that's yeah. so much more money onto your bill." Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Do you think overall, with how irresponsible Fagin is, do you think he kind of deserves what's going to come to him? Like, why, why, why did he borrow the money? What? Do you think he knew he could pay it back? Okay, so this yeah, this is a tough question because like he got a loan for something. What's what's it for? What is it for? Like I think this dude is clearly irresponsible with money. So I'm I feel like he used it to pay something off. Maybe his boat, mm. or maybe he like he doesn't seem like the guy to have like a gambling problem I or th- like an alcohol addiction. I think or it's you, gambling. You think it's gambling because you see in like the last scene. He's like with oh. the butler in the kitchen and they're watching like a prize fight and he's getting heated. Like it almost feels like uncut gems where like <laughs> he's like, this is how I win. And uh, it feels like he's a gambling addict. I can see that. actually. And this yeah, movie is literally <laughs> just uncut gems for him. You know, like now that you put like I forgot, like that connects. I think you're right. It's totally the game. He's totally gambling. Because, um, yeah, like why would you? And and then he thought he would win and he could pay him back and then he just couldn't. <laughs> and now he's like, "Oh my god, my dogs really need to really need to deal with this bill because if I'm gone, you guys die. So this is your responsibility." Yeah. <laughs> I I think you're right. He's probably like, he's probably like gambling like on like horse races or whatever. Yeah, and, which is. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's not like a drug problem or like an alcohol problem. It's clearly like something with his personality. He's he's irresponsible, but he's not like a, like abusive. No, he's he just, he's like he's a victim of sickness. Decisions. I think. Yeah, he's a victim of like his own sickness and his own situation, maybe. Yeah. Um, so the dogs, he like, I guess he gives the dogs the job 
of uh of collecting stuff for him down in in manhattan and the dogs have this kind of hustle they like to play where uh where they pretend to get hit by a car and then they jack the car's radio and they stop a limo which belongs to a very kind young girl named jenny um yeah and and her butler and her stuffy butler Uh, her thick thick butler dude that dude is <laughs> that dude's thick. <laughs> that, thick that butler be thick <laughs> he's he's good in all the right places <laughs> um and uh and so uh francis gets hit starts acting up tito jumps in the car maybe kind of a not super woke idea to have uh the the mexican chihuahua be the one that jacks car radios <laughs> Oh man, I didn't even think about that. <laughs> <laughs> and, he's, and then, uh, and then the heist is botched, and Oliver gets found, and uh, Jenny decides to bring him home. As you do, you're just like, oh, there's a cat here. So um, honestly, I, I would though. Like, I think so. It's a kitten. You're not gonna leave it out on the streets. She's like, uh, gross. <laughs> Keep in mind, all of New York hates this cat. It's true, <laughs> New Yorkers. <laughs> fucking hate this cat i released that story which is um me and jade were driving in honolulu uh and um we were driving up oh no it was uh i think it was maui and there's this it's it's called the road to road to henna or something okay um and it's this really difficult uh highway that you drive up and it's beautiful view and um we're driving we like we we stopped and we went on like a walk through these woods and we found this little kitten oh little kitten by this road in in the in 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 the grass and we went to jade loves cats jade loves jade's od on like uh toxogandhi glycina whatever that cat thing is that makes you love yeah. cats and she goes to pet it and the cat jumps up and it it had been hit by a a car. I'm not gonna be too graphic about it. It was very hurt, and as we and like as we went to try to help it, it ran off into the forest. Oh man, it was so sad. But it reminded me, just when you said who would take this cat home, like uh, we were in a different country on an island that we would have to take a plane ride home, and we were both like. Yeah, I guess we'll adopt this cat. <laughs> like, like, what are we gonna do? I, I, I mean, yeah, I, I'm not, I'm not that cold to like just throw out a kitten either. I, I've definitely been there before, where like, um, and I, it's like to my detriment as well. Like, there's this one cat that popped up on my, uh, <laughs> on my balcony because I live on the first floor. Yeah, and so it just popped up there, and me and my brother were living together at the time, and we're like, oh my gosh, this this cat and stuff, and. We, you know, like just take, we, we gave it some like water and whatever and, you know, pet it, kind of hung around for like a few minutes and then it left. And then a few weeks later, I had like bed bugs. <gasps> no. I that, legally, I'm not going to say it was because of the cat. That cat did you dirty, dude. <laughs> and then, um, I'm going to say it. Fuck that cat. And then just last year, um, there's this cat that's been like showing up to like my apartment building, just like hanging out on the front. And every time we'd walk past it, they'd be like, 
Yeah, does that thing that cats do where they just like roll over and they're like, pet me. Yeah. And you're like, oh, I can't resist. And this was like, <laughs> this was like one of those like big chonky cats. Like, um, I forget what they're called. Like a tabby. Um, no, not a tabby. Like um, a cougar? <laughs> yeah, you're one of those big cats. It was like one of those big cats where you like have to hold it with like two hands Aww. and you just. It was just, it was so well behaved. And we're like, this must belong to like somebody. So we like took it in. And we call, like, you know, um, SPCA or whatever. And you just try to figure out, like, who the owner is. We'd, like, check to see if it got chipped or whatever. We were so close to giving it away because we couldn't find the owner. And we had, like, taken it. We had called, like, uh, the animal people to, like, you know, find the owners and stuff. And then we found it again on our doorstep. And it was, like, whose cat is this? Um, eventually, we found out it was, like, a, a, like, a neighbor across the street. And they just, like, they were, like, oh, it was my outside outdoor cat yep. and stuff. Yeah. It's, like. Okay, whatever. You can't do um, that in the city, man. If you have a cat a, in the city, you it has to be like an in- indoor cat. Yeah, it's such a bad idea. Um, but uh, this cat also gave me fleas. So no, you got done dirty twice. <laughs> yeah. Shame on you, man. I know. I don't learn my lesson. So. <laughs> That's like Jade. Jade will always run up and pet any cat she sees. And I'm like, you don't understand how dirty that cat is. Because I grew up with like farm cats. Farm cats are wild animals yeah and they are so riddled with like parasites and disease you do not touch them because they will scratch you to shit they're like little cougars um last story we were driving (laughs) we were driving home from vancouver around christmas uh we we came to vancouver to grocery shopping we're on the on the on the highway back and it was snowing it was like eight o'clock at night and um, we stopped off at this little uh, at this little pit stop, and we found a small black cat in the snow, like a little kitten. And it was freezing. And we brought it in because someone oh. just like ditched it. We we're in the middle of nowhere, so someone just ditched it. And we were feeding it cold, like cold cuts that we got from Bosa. Yeah, <laughs> and and and. Uh, and then we and then we we were like it's gonna die out here, so we we brought it home and we had this cat for like twelve years, and it oh never grew past that size of a kitten because it Whoa. was like stunted from the Whoa. cold, I I guess. But it was always so tiny, weird. yeah. It was it was one of one of the cutest cats. Oh, that's that's a that's a sweeter story. That has at least uh, like a happy ending. I realized when I was telling the one about Hawaii, I should have told that one, and that's why I told it. <laughs> <laughs> I was and like, oh like wait, I did take a cat home. Why did I, I tell like, the one with the dead cat? There's a, there's a lot of cat stories. That's just like maybe that's why this film kind of like tugs at you a little yeah. bit because it's like cute cat. Small kittens in places that they're not. Mm. They shouldn't be there. They shouldn't. They shouldn't be in her limo. Yeah, they, they shouldn't be. be. They shouldn't be in a box. They shouldn't be like on top of a tire for a truck. <laughs> a wheel well. Yeah. All right. I, I feel like we should. I feel like we we got off track. We can move on. We can move on. <laughs> um. So. Uh. So. Um. Jenny brings. Uh. Oliver home to the chagrin of her spoiled show dog Georgette, played by Bette Midler. Now, if we're talking best song. I think Perfect Isn't Easy is a good competitor. I think you're absolutely correct. It's like... She's killing it. 
so much personality in that song. It's just like, I, I think Giorgetto underutilized. Oh, she is. This song sets her up as like the big antagonist, and then she plays no role in this movie. Yeah. Like she's just like comedic relief. Yeah, she's fantastic. She, she is amazing, and she needs to have more to do in this film. Yeah, I I would really love to uh, to see her expanded in this movie. And I think I just love Bette Midler. Bette Midler's so so much fun. Yeah. Um. So then after uh uh sorry. <laughs> I, <laughs> yeah. I got I got so lost. She, um Oliver yeah is like at the house now and like there's some like tension between Georgette and Oliver, but Jenny like is like this cat is ours now and we're gonna all love each other and she like calls her parents. Oh yeah, that's like another detail. Her that, parents uh, aren't home. They're not home and they're not gonna be home for her birthday. Little, yeah, her birthday. And she's like she's kind of like this sad, rich, lonely kid, you know? Yeah. And so, um if you if you ever seen Gossip Girl, imagine she's just one of them. She's just one of them. <laughs> and uh, and uh, she's she, I'm not gonna start talking about Gossip Girl. Um, and the Dodgers decide to break Oliver out because they believe he's being held hostage and being tortured. But um, really, like he's being loved. Like like Jenny's going all out for this kitty. Yeah, he's like, oh, she puts whipped cream on top of his food. <laughs> <laughs> Not a good thing to give to a cat. Uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so they break him out, bring him back home. Oliver's pissed that he's got taken away from his nice house. And Fagin's like, I got an idea. We're going to hold you for hostage. Or we're, we're going to hold you for ransom because your owner is obviously this really rich adult. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but then Fagin gets a big surprise when he meets... Uh, when he... When, um, so Jenny shows up, yeah. Fagin gets a big surprise when Jenny shows up at the trade-off, and he sees it's a little girl, and he can't, he can't do that to her. <laughs> Which, like, I get. Like, honestly, this is a really great moment for Fagin. I, I, this is where like the animation honestly stands out. It's like little moments like this where he's like, ah, oh, ah, oh, what do I do? What do I do? Do I, do I, do I lie? Do I tell the truth? Do I like? Sure, the cat. Do I just like, you know, then he just yeah. like throws Oliver in the, the bin and he's like, oh, I found your cat. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, he kind of like really, like, you see that decision making happening in real time where yeah. she's like, my cat, someone's took it and she starts crying. And you see Fagin's expression. He like realizes like what he's done and he feels so bad and he realizes he has to do like the right thing. Meanwhile, Sykes is like watching off like, from like, five or ten feet away he's not that far no especially in his big ass car that no one else has yeah and no uh, one doesn't notice that <laughs> and so then as soon as the little girl gets the cat sykes drives in kidnaps the girl leaves the cat and uh he's holding her hostage and for ransom from her parents it's a true big brain move it is dude that's a solid i see i see the big picture <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you lure this little girl to the docks with her cat, and then you kidnap that little girl. <laughs> yeah, so he like he like kidnaps her, and then it's also a huge I... move to go from being a loan shark to being a fucking kidnapper. <laughs> so there, there's an interesting detail actually about him being more than a, he's not just a loan shark; he's actually a gangster. Yeah, he's like a signing. There's that one weird scene where he's like 
no, you start at the knuckle. He's like on the phone with an associate. I've been watching so much Sopranos. So yeah. this is really working into my viewing of this character. <laughs> it's also one of the reasons why I have zero sympathy for Fagan. Because I'm like, yeah, you don't pay Tony. This is what happens to you. He also said, he says that line about like, he's the, like the concrete shoes. Yeah, he's like, no, no, no. You start at the knuckle. No, not that until, no, don't kill him yet. <laughs> and then and then at the end he's like and then last we put on the concrete shoes and you're like whoa this dude's ordering tortures and and wax it like what is he think this guy's intense how is he so nice to fagin just like yeah how the fuck does he give fagin three days he's so like you know when a gangster says like i'm being generous you're like are you really though but he is really being generous to fagin here I have no problem. Like, obviously, I don't like what he's doing because I don't agree with it. But I'm talking, dude, Sopranos have, has really changed my view right now. It's really warped in a bad way <laughs> that I I think Fagan might deserve to get whacked. <laughs> he has no real use, and I don't imagine him making up that money. Through. You give him three days. If he was a smarter person, he would take his dogs and get out of the city. Yeah. Also, like, you have three days. I'm being generous. And you're letting your dogs, like, you're fucking with me. Like, if I'm Tony Soprano, you're fucking me around that you're getting your dogs to look for the money and not you. You are disrespecting me, my friend. <laughs> my guy. My guy. <laughs> <laughs> my guy. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> so... Uh, Oliver and company uh, go to uh, save Jenny from the hideout that uh, that Sykes is holding her in. Uh, they uh, they try to free her when he's out of the room, but they get caught by uh, Sykes and his uh, dogs. And then look who saves the day. It's Fagin. Fagin on his little moped. <laughs> <laughs> he just breaks through the window. Like, it's the most badass moped scene I've ever seen. Dude, this movie picks up, okay? Like, it picks up. Like, I was not liking the movie. I was on my phone. It was really hard to be involved in the movie until Sykes kidnaps her. Yeah. But then right after that, I'm like, okay, I'm in. I know what's happening now. There's danger. There, and then this chase scene is terrific. This chase scene, so uh, um, all the Fagin and the dogs and Oliver and his company are being chased by Sykes uh, in his big car, and they like run through the streets, go down into a subway, and they're on these tracks. And I was like, "Holy shit! Did fucking did." Oliver and company do a train car race before speed. Did 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 they do speed before speed? I yes, they did speed before speed because <laughs> they like go off the tracks. It's a fucking great. It's a great piece. The tires like burn off of a uh, Sykes's uh, oh, yeah. car. He like locks onto the tracks. <laughs> yeah, dude. And there's all this like electricity and shit. And then right as they're coming over, which is a beautiful. A beautiful uh, crescendo. <laughs> mm -hmm. But right when they're coming onto the Brooklyn Bridge, there's another train coming towards them. And they hop uh, just in time. Uh, the, the moped hops off the rails. 
I don't know how. Who, yeah, who knows how? But then Sykes just gets obliterated by this thing. It's like the movie is so mayonnaise, and this was like <laughs> this was like adding mustard and ketchup. Yeah, or like that little dash of hot sauce that you want. Yeah, it was so, like. Cause like you know Disney, they like to like how they like love to handle their villains. They just love to kill them off, like falling off a cliff or you know getting crushed by something. Oh, I just watched Mulan. Like Mulan ends with him being blown up. Oh yeah, like <laughs> they don't they give their villains like the most brutal deaths. Yeah, and when you're when you're watching this movie, you're like, there isn't really like there's a villain, but I don't know. Like I don't I don't think he's gonna like die terribly or like he's he's gonna probably get put away in jail or something. Uh, this is fucking brutal, <laughs> dude. It's so out of left field with the entire tone of the of 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 the whole movie. You're like, yeah, or maybe he pays him back, and that's it. Maybe uh, maybe the mobster uh sees Jenny and like doesn't and decides to change, but then or like maybe whoa, how this? What if the loan shark is Jenny's dad? Cool, oh, cool twist. Whoa. But that um. Was- this thing comes out of nowhere. Like literally, this train literally comes out of nowhere, and you're like, that guy just died in a flaming car accident. And also, like you, you said, like crescendo earlier, like before, like as he's like chasing them through the subway, uh, they're like, he's like riding their their uh, the tail there, and they have like this sort of like uh, battle like on top of his car, like on top of a uh, oh, car that. with like the dogs and stuff. Yeah. Like, so like Dodgers fighting like the two uh, Dobermans he's got. And like pushes them off into the rails, and they get electrocuted. What? I didn't see that part. I forgot about that part. You missed it? Oh my god! So yeah, yeah, you remember the Dobermans, right? Yeah. So they're like on top of the car, trying to grab like, uh, like Jenny and like. Uh, Dude, this is like... speed before speed. Yeah, like both of them get thrown off into the rails. Like the first one gets thrown off. And it's like an on-camera death. Like you see him get electrocuted, and you hear like that dog whimper going. Arr! <laughs> and then the second Great one gets killed kids. off off camera as well. So you're like, "Oh my god! Like what just happened?" Do you remember any of this? Like when you're a kid, did any of that reg- register with you? This was a blank spot, man. Wow. I did not remember like this chase scene whatsoever. It's fun. Like really, I really love this. It it was like, it's like the highlight of the film. Like the, the, the start of the film, like kind of hooks you. And then the rest is like, it's got its moments, but it's mostly just like, like, I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's okay. Why, and this... why should I worry should turn right into this scene? Yeah. <laughs> like if it just went from, why should I worry straight to this Oscar? Yeah. <laughs> Man, that that would be such a roller coaster. Just like a like a thirty minute movie, and it's just like, <sighs> and yeah, and then, and then, yeah. So Sykes dies, uh, blows up. Somehow they like the main characters jump off into like the side of the <laughs> the the bridge because they're like on the bridge at this point. Yeah, and they're okay. And they're, and they're fine. And then they go home and uh, they celebrate Jenny's birthday uh, with yeah. her new friends and family. Yeah. And it's kind of, it's such a, like a, it's okay ending, I think. Yeah. I do have a question for you. Yeah. Jenny's parents, when they see a photo of this birthday, they just see her daughter surrounded by like seven street dogs and a homeless man. 
I didn't even think about the photo. <laughs> is that Butler being fired? Okay, the Butler pulls so many moves in here that I find it so interesting. Like, okay, there's the bit where Sykes calls uh, Jenny's home to be like, I want my ransom, like, give me my money. And just based off what uh, Sykes was saying, it sounds like the Butler is being kind of wishy-washy because yeah. like, they're like not home, right? So <laughs> <laughs> he's like, can you put their her parents on the line? Like, I'm done talking with you. <laughs> like, what is Winston doing? Why is he not like calling the police? I think he's like, dude, this is my nine to five. It's fucking <laughs> seven o'clock at night. I'm done. I'm yeah. home. <laughs> he's like, you're calling me off out. Like, is this a work related? <laughs> yeah. Hey, I'll give you their uh, their transfer m- uh, number, but they're probably not going to answer. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> Maybe try again tomorrow. Yeah, I'm back in at at at, at eight thirty. This kid's supposed to be at school, but uh, <laughs> he's in like the customer support answer. Sorry, but we're not in at the office right now. Our office hours are from eight o'clock to five o'clock. <laughs> yeah, this butler is. I hope he gets fired. Like, I hope the parents come home and are like, "You did, you did what with our daughter? Like, <laughs> yeah. you brought that- seven random dogs into our house and a homeless man." Why are there so many like dog footprints and yeah. like like Georgette stuff is everywhere? Georgette's pregnant um, up there with a Chihuahua baby. Jenny has his cat, but like you, she clearly has PTSD. Like what is happening, Winston? I think I think you're fired. She's terrified of the Brooklyn Bridge now. <laughs> she said she saw a man die in a flaming car accident on it. <laughs> what did you do? Yeah, why is she different now? She's not saying anything <laughs> winston's like look man you pay me uh you pay me for 12 hours and i give you those 12 hours what i do on my other uh on my other 12 is my business <laughs> <laughs> also winston if you're gonna pay me does... ot i'll work ot but uh you didn't say <laughs> winston does nothing for fagan dude save jenny and he doesn't like it's a... he doesn't like compensate him he doesn't help him out He's just like, hey, do you want to make a bet about uh, wrestling, this wrestling match? <laughs> and lose. <laughs> yeah. I, th- I think he wins. I think he wins. Winston may be thick, but uh, he's... <laughs> yeah, dude. He's, he's kind of he... thin in the brain. Yeah, he's a selfish dude. Yeah. <laughs> but that's that's the thing. You know, the thickest... Sometimes the hottest butlers are the most are the most self-absorbed. <laughs> All right. Um... Uh, I think I've gone through uh, through, yeah. I just my last question is uh, <laughs> is does does Fagan deserve to to get dealt dealt with by the boss? I mean by Sykes, and I think we answered that. Yeah. Um, yes. Best song, yet. man. Best song. Once upon a time in New York City by Huey Lewis. Why should I worry? And perfect isn't easy. What are we feeling? I, why should I worry? I. It's just like, I can, I can hear it in my head like right now, and it's just like. I feel like the dogs like strutting is kind of like the perfect dance move to that because it's just, I don't know. It, maybe it doesn't get like, I watched this with Michael and he's like, yeah, all the songs kind of like, I forgot. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, interesting. And I like, I really like the Why Should I Worry song. I really love it. And it was also coordinated by Bob Fosse. Who's he? Uh, just like our super famous uh, dance choreographer. Oh. Um, but no, I, uh, I'd say Why Should I Worry too. I've been singing it all day. It's catchy. Yeah, I showed it to Jade, and I was like, "Want to hear my new jam?" Why should I worry? <laughs> <laughs> um, oh. All right, let's go through our our remake. We got a little bit of time left. Okay, twenty twenty remake. Um, 
Josh, you and I, we buy the rights to Oliver and Company. Uh, we are uh, we're set up with Netflix for an overall deal. Are we doing a Netflix series or a movie? Okay, so okay, definitely a movie. Okay. This is this has got to be moved. The, the source material is an hour long. I am not making a Hobbit trilogy out of a Hobbit short book. <laughs> so well, it's a could, movie. <laughs> we could go off Oliver Twist. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, like, yeah, but like, I'm trying to stay true to like Oliver and Company. And yeah, nice. obviously, it's based off the book uh, Oliver Twist, but I'm gonna stay true to the source material. You what? ready for uh, my recasting? Yeah, yeah. Let's go through recasting, I'll t- and I'll t- tell t- tell you mine. Let's go. Uh, let's start off with uh, Oliver. So <laughs> I was going through my list. I was like, oh man, I like had this perfect list. I forgot to recast Oliver. Dude, I've got everybody else, and I, I didn't cast Oliver. I have um Sonny Soljic. Sonny Soljic. Uh, he's the boy in mid nineties. Oh. And he's just like a. I feel like he'd be, he'd be a good. Uh, if we go with kind of a darker, angrier all Oliver, he's got some some anger behind his eyes. Wow, I can see like I might just pick someone from like the Stranger Things crowd. I feel like I go to them a lot on this show, so I was trying to expand my horizons. But who would you want in Stranger Things? I f- I mean, okay, obviously the the, the go to is like Finn Wolfhard. I feel like Finn Wolfhard's voice actually kind of because it's like he's like uh, he's a musician, so yeah. like, I feel like that kind of plays. With the whole like music side of the film, all right. Uh, let's, Wolfhard. let's go but, off Finn Wolfhard then. Yeah. Okay. So. Um, Want to do Artful my, Dodger? So the way they actually cast for this film was they wanted to pick uh, like true New Yorkers. Mm. So I was like, oh man, if I'm gonna cast for this film, I have to pick like New Yorkers. Like That's I have true. to stay true to the source material. So everyone on this list, except for like a handful of them, are from New York. Okay. Okay, let's start off so, with the uh, Artful Dodger. Lady Gaga. Dude, I was thinking Lady Gaga too. Um, it just made sense. Like, we need someone who's a musician. That's someone the thing. Who... It's different recasting because they have to be able to do the song for the movie. Now, my if 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 we're going for the same criteria that Billy Joel needed. Yeah. Yeah. Like they have to be a musician. Um. It's hard to find like a musician who hasn't acted before, but I feel like I mean Lady Gaga's acted before, so yeah. it, it, it's fine. I think Lady Gaga. I also think she's kind of like more of that modern cool yeah. now. Like yeah. she's she wouldn't play like Billy Joel. She would play like actually cool, yeah. and it would age well. Um, who would you have? Are we gonna check off like my whole list first, and then no? Back to let's you? just uh, let's let's go by character. I have another one, not a musician. Um, I was kind of thinking I didn't want to do a musical. As like oh. a remake, um, I was thinking, honestly, James Franco. I could see it. Like he's got a, <laughs> he's I, cheeky. Yeah, and I like his voice for like, for kind of the like, the guy who you don't, the guy who's too cool that you like that knows he's cooler than than he actually is or n- knows that he's less cool than who he actually is and know he's like no he's kind of a, a, an imposter yeah and that's kind of what artful dodger has yeah like i i think yeah he's got this sort of like he's cool but he, like he thinks he's a lot cooler than he actually is yeah and he's really kind of a it's a bit of a fraud yeah kind of dirtbaggy 
Yeah. But also so you think, fun you think this voice. Vers- you think this version of like Dodger should be more like, like scummy. Yeah, I do. I do. Cause yeah, in the film, he's like, he's kind of nice. He's kind of redeemed. Like yeah. he's redeemable. I want like um, a big moment when the Dodgers decide to go rescue him or when, whenever artful Dodger decides to choose someone over himself, I want that to be a big moment. I, yeah. Yeah. Right. And uh, should we try psych? Uh, yeah, Sykes. I, I, I picked Leif Schreiber for this one just because, like, he voiced the uh, Kingpin in Into the Spider Verse. I like that. I like that. Okay. And I, I feel like you need to have like a deep baritone voice, but he is not from New York, so. Mm. Who else? Who else for uh, the cast? No. Do you have any uh, others for Psych? Oh no, I just went with like one. Person. I have Lawrence Fishburne. Uh... Who I really like, or I honestly think Lawrence Fishburne. Um, and I think he's from New York, or at least he's in the movie King of New York. Um, or Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Oh, yeah, that's a good pick. All right, these I think like yeah, these these three are like solid picks. All right, who uh, do you have any other casting? That's all that I have. Okay, I'll go through them quickly because okay. I have a list here. So Dodger crew, uh, Lady Gaga's Dodger, Aquafina as Tito. I probably have to read the that's fine change the names that's fine uh alicia keys as rita oh i love it um i've got like i was gonna pick kelsey Grammer for francis but oh. i think i want to pick john mulaney i think that would be a for fun yep yeah uh and ron perlman for einstein because einstein does not get enough uh screen time and i think he needs to be more interesting and yeah. i think ron perlman would make it more interesting he does I these have, are nice bold voices we're going for i've got lenny kravitz for georgette Ooh. Whoa, <laughs> interesting. I like that. And I, I've got, okay, uh, Ben Mendelsohn and Jason Statham as the dogs. Holy shit. Yeah. I got uh, Pete Davidson as Fagan. Oh, dude. Wait, what? <laughs> what? What just happened? <laughs> dude, I also tried casting Pete Davidson as Shaggy. <laughs> no one was down. I'm so interested in Pete Davidson as Shaggy. I like that. I like that. He, he he fits into these sort of like not all like these characters who don't have it all together. Yeah, I think he's perfect for that. He's, I, he's I, king I, of Staten Island. Yeah, I've got Sarah Hyland as Jenny from um she's from Modern Family and okay. she plays a, like the older daughter. Yeah. Um, and John Oliver as Winston because like I, I had Stephen Fry but I feel like John Oliver is a little bit more relevant. So yeah. and uh, there aren't that many quirky British guys that I can think of. There are tons, but okay. Yeah. I can't like I can't think of like I like John Oliver. Um all right. Uh let's go I'm trying to think of another guy from Winston. Or like I'm trying to think of someone else. Yeah, right? Like I, I just couldn't think of oh, someone. Who's that dude? Um Who's the guy who plays the director in Tropic Thunder? Uh, not Stephen Merchant. What's his name? Oh, Steve, Stephen Merchant Steve. would 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 be good too. Actually, yeah, Stephen Merchant would work. Um, who's that other guy? Tropic. I'll edit this out. Okay. <laughs> um. Fuck. What's his name? Uh. Oh, Steve Coogan. Steve Coogan. Oh, Steve Coogan. I think he would be really good. He's really funny in like the other other guys. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or yeah, uh, really... Stephen Merchant would be really good. Um, all right. Uh, I, think, 
yeah. I think Stephen Fry might work as well because like Stephen Fry would be good. If if we didn't want to go too quirky, it's yeah. kind of nice. Yeah. Um, All right. Should we uh, let's 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 go through and just say uh, of the of Oliver Oliver we're going to Sunny Solvik or who or do you want to go with uh, with the with the one that you said from Stranger Things? Uh, let's go with with Sunny. I feel like I, I, I you put more thought into that one than I did. I can't believe I completely forgot the cast. All right, uh, Artful Dodger. Who are we going for? for that we got to go lady lady gaga right yeah yeah we can't not um sykes uh fishburn jeffrey dean morgan or who did you say i said leaf schreiber Lee um schreiber. I'm, I'm i wasn't i'm not i'm yeah. not too happy with my pick actually, i'm for that. pushing i'm really pushing lawrence fishburn let's do lawrence fishburn all right um and i like i like all the ones you suggested for the dodgers i like pete davidson for fagan let's go to um our last one of winston or what's the name yeah winston Winston. all right who did we land on for that uh we we did steve coogan we did uh um steven merchant and then uh tim or who did you say i've got john oliver and stephen fry John Oliver, Stephen Fry. Stephen Fry would, in my opinion, would be like the safe choice. But if we want to be a little more bold, I would love to see Stephen Merchant. I I love like I just love Stephen Merchant so much. I just watched Hello Ladies, and he's such a terrific <laughs> actor in that. Um, and I, I yeah, let's go with him. I I I really think Stephen Merchant would be would be the important one. Let's do it. All right. Um, great recasting. Uh, and then, what kind of what kind of plot would you want to go with? So, I think the film has like a lot of issues. Uh, it's it's boring. I think it needs to be edgier. I think it needs to be a little bit longer than an hour. We yeah. don't get it. We don't get enough of the like the gang life uh, time. Like he's barely in the gang. So when he leaves the gang and comes back, you know, it's just like you barely know anybody. Yeah. Solid. So I think the film needs to be longer. I think the inciting incident needs to happen later where like uh Sykes shows up and like he's like, You got three days. I, I think that should be like scrapped altogether. I love the idea of them uh kidnapping. I like because I think Fagan needs to be doing something. Yeah. So in my version, Fagan is doing crimes to pay off his loan for Sykes. Oh. So he's doing things. Yeah, he's, he's like doing help- jobs. He's doing jobs that's never like explicitly said. It's yeah. like off screen. And then one of the big jobs I think Fagan needs to have is that obviously dogs are like a big thing in this world. Like Fagan loves dogs. Sykes loves dogs. Yeah. And guess who's got one of the most prized dogs in New York City? <gasps> Jenny. Jenny. Yeah. Georgette. Georgette. So what Sykes wants to do, he wants to get Georgette so they can ransom her for mm. a shit ton of money. And like this would be like the last job that uh fagan does because he's like he he loves dogs too and he's not really like on board so the first yeah. time he does it he fucks up right yeah. <laughs> he doesn't do it and then the second time he does it uh oliver like sneaks in and gets like stuck in his coat or something and maybe like uh sykes has like an associate to like watch him to make sure he like does it right yeah and so like he breaks in gets close i don't know maybe, maybe something goes wrong i'm still like kind of figuring out the details here but basically, they steal, they kidnap Georgette and Jenny, and Fagin kind of like realizes like, oh, this is not what I signed up for. This is too much. Yeah. 
and like Oliver pops out. I don't, I don't know. We're like, <laughs> I guess, I guess at some point Oliver needs to become a part of the family. So maybe this happens. Okay, yeah. Oliver is part of the family at this point. Yeah. <laughs> Let's say the first time you try to kidnap it, Oliver got stuck there, and then yeah. then that's when Jenny and Oliver have their moment. Because also keep in mind in the original film, Jenny and Oliver have only, they've only spent a day together, I and know. she's like she's like going on boat trips and she's like walking down the street. She's getting an engraved uh, bowl for <laughs> Oliver. That takes time. That's so unrealistic. When I was thinking about like how long that montage was, I was like, it must, must have been three or four days. Yeah. But really it's only the course of one day. Cause Fagan has only three days to like pay off his loan. So how does Jenny do so much? There needs to be more time. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I agree. So, so like, yeah, the first time they try and kidnap Georgette, Oliver gets stuck there, and they maybe have, like, a week or whatever. Yeah. And then they realize the parents are going to be back soon, so there's, like, a big push to, like, make sure things go right. So they, like, uh, they try it again, and they kidnap, like, all... And, like, the film kind of plays out the same way, where they, like, kidnap Georgette, they kidnap Jenny, and uh, maybe, like, Oliver as well or something. I don't know. Yeah. So, like, it's a totally different film, and then it kind of, like, plays out the same way, where they have, like, the warehouse, and we have the same chase scene. Oh, I love it. And... And maybe Winston actually gives a shit and calls the police. <laughs> okay. And at number two, um, the, the biggest problem that I, I feel like the film has is like at the end of the film, nothing changes. There isn't like everyone kind of ends up in the same spot. Oliver has a home now, but Jenny still doesn't have loving parents. Yeah. Just keep that in mind. Like she's like, oh, they're going to miss my birthday. And they did. They missed her birthday. And it's fine because she has like her two new dads to take care of her. Um, but realistically, her parents are going to come back and they're going to be like, well, yeah, we love you, Jenny. What, well, you know, fuck, fuck you, whatever. Yeah. We're going to leave again for another conference. Her problem is not actually solved. Oh. So I think there needs to be more like, uh, almost like a sacrifice with Fagan when he's like trying to save Jenny and all them. So I think maybe he should get like injured or something like we're, I'm talking like all bandages. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then the parents show up and Jenny explains the situation. And so does Winston. And they actually like, give Fagin some money oh, or like whatever they, they help him out and the parents are like we need to be more involved with your life jenny like this this is this can't happen yeah this this sort of shit can't happen we need like we're gonna be staying home and we're not gonna like leave you alone by yourself so oh, much I like that, that that needs to change because she's still like yeah the original film her parents still hate her so yeah. <laughs> you're right i love that ending that's a really improved ending because that's kind of what you miss is like, well, she's still alone in her house. Like, she has a cat that doesn't talk to her. And Fagin's still, like, basically homeless, and her dogs don't have, yeah. like... I was kind of like, um, <laughs> I was kind of like, maybe Fagin should die, and then Jenny adopts the cats, and then, like, or the, the, the dogs, and, like, they have a new home, and it's, like, a new family. It's dark. It's dark. It's dark. I mean, Disney likes to go dark, but then at the same time, I'm like, these are dogs of the streets. I don't think they really want to be adopted in a home like i feel like they at the end of the day they kind of belong to like the streets of new york yeah tito hates it aqua phoenix character would 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 hate it yeah right like we we get that glimpse oh god and there's also that weird smooching scene no, with i did not like that i did not like georgette and cheetah and yeah no nope, nope, not it's, a fan it's, it's so weird it's so weird it's a hit it's a <laughs> all right it's okay um, we are, uh, I think our show needs to come to a close pretty soon. Um, 
what recent movie would you uh what recent movie would have been your favorite if it came out when you were a kid josh i i like already kind of mentioned it earlier but um spider verse nah, yeah. yeah yeah Spider-Man, the fucking animation blows my mind away i watched it like two or three times it's so good if, if i was a kid like i love spider-man as a kid and <laughs> had this movie existed when i was a kid especially like you know like good representation of like uh hispanic yeah people you know it's just like something you don't get that often it's funny we're just watching like oliver company and i think i'm not sure if tito's really great representation for latino and mexican no. people and stuff but it's it, kind of <laughs> like a con air like depiction of latino people <laughs> yeah right it's just like uh, i mean he's an actual person and so some representation is good i guess yeah that's a fantastic movie that movie is um that is a beautiful work of art spider-verse yeah, yeah. That, that movie fucking kicks so much ass when i first watched it, i was in again hawaii trip when i watched it and i was like oh this is like different like this is something different this is gonna change how people animate movies it, it's like it's one of the films that really like it it, it doesn't cut it any corners you know no. like it, it this from the moment it starts to the moment it ends it's like everything is so uh specific like it, it's a, it's such a unique vision for an animated film, you know, yeah. like the way, like the, I was watching this interview. Um, it's just, I mean, as a kid, I wouldn't care about the little details, but yeah. there's this bit where like uh, Miles and Peter are like swinging and they made sure the frames were animating at different oh times my God. because they're supposed to be like out of sync. Yeah. And as, as Peter is like talking him up and hyping up and like, they're getting kind of on sync, the frame rate starts to match up. And it's just such a weird little detail that I just absolutely love. Cause it's like clearly, so much effort and love went into this movie. Are you on social media? Uh, you are a fantastic guitar player. You are a great editor. Yeah, I'm on Instagram. That's mostly where I post all my uh, videos and any music-related content. It's at, at Polanco the person. I post a lot of guitar videos uh, and just silly things. I'll, I'll be posting more again once I'm done some big projects in my life. But that, that's a fun project I like to do. And they're great. They're like, it really combines your like talents as an editor and as a musician. And they're, they're fun to watch. Yeah. Filmmaking is just such a great thing to combine like other elements. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's true. It's not great on its own, but it's good to combine. Yeah. Um, thank you so much for doing the music for our show. I really appreciate it. And uh, it was just a massive favor. And it was so generous of you. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks for asking me to do it. It was a ton of fun. Totally gets me jazzed whenever I listen to it. I'm like, especially that second one. I'm like, yeah, that was a that was a fun project because you're like trumpets, and I'm like, oh my god, I don't have trumpets. So <laughs> there was that was a that was a that was a fun project, a very interesting way of kind of tackling that one. Awesome. Well, uh, you guys can find uh, this show on social media at uh, What Will We Watch podcast. We do fun little clip edits too. Um, please rate and review us on. Uh, iTunes, any reviews will be read aloud on the podcast. And uh, you can write whatever you want. You can write like, uh, Will should have been torn apart by Sykes uh, Dobe, Dobe, Dobermans. And I'll, I'll read that on, on, on air. I really, uh, I just want reviews. Give five stars and I'll read your review. Uh, I would appreciate it. And thank you for joining us. Josh, you're a fantastic guest. Please come back. I will. Thanks for having me on. All right. Uh, Thank you, everyone, and join us next week. Goodbye. Goodbye.